Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, 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 yes. Haha. Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. It's brought to you by Monk and S. St. Louis Acura on Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson. He's bobbing his head to the beat to my remix, I Am B-Rabbit. This is 8 Mile. Jackson, we're giving away these Cardinal Bud Bash tickets today. Yep. And I know you got the half and half. Oh, Do you yeah. have the half and half? Oh, yeah. And I'm a big half and half fan. Here is what I'm going to incentivize the people with. Ooh. I'm in the mood for a deep dive. Oh, nice. Which essentially is just story time for an hour. Yeah. And I'll go anywhere. I'll go into the dark areas, as they'll say. Oh, the greasy areas. The greasy areas, yeah. Look at you. Peter Peter Puck. Puck. I'll go into the greasy areas. If I select your text for the deep dive, you get the Bud Bash tickets. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that a lot. That's a good incentive. Yeah. I want to give, you know, sometimes I'll just Venmo people stuff. I like on the pot. I'm on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Uh, and you've released that one that we recorded uh-huh. this week. What was the title of that one? Folding Cards and Destroying Relationships? You nailed it. Yep. Episode uh, 572. <laughs> episode 572, Folding Cards and Destroying Relationships. Um, that that I, I don't think you can piss me off. And I think that comes with, at this point now, almost 25 years of reading horrible things about myself that I'm, that I'm essentially a sociopath. Yeah, calloused. Yeah, which in a way is sad. It's not really a brag. It's sad that you get there. Yeah, but it's the cost of doing business. I guess it? so. Yeah. And the closest we got was somebody going, I think you have a gambling problem. Let me present the evidence. I go, I get it. I don't blame you for saying mm-hmm. that. But I know that I don't really gamble. I observe odds because I like probability. And yes, I do need to have some kind of action when I'm playing golf, but you and I'll play and it'll be like $10 NASA's. It's yeah, not like right. going okay, $500 a hole, you know. It's not that's not it. It's just I need to have something to keep me locked in. But it's not like the $10. So as Michael Jordan said in the last dance and we've been compared before, so right. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said before. Certainly follically. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He did, actually. He was the gatekeeper that allowed the shaved head to be accepted. Um, That I think I'm addicted to competition. Right. The gambling, eh, no. So anyway, with that said, what were you about to say? No, I was was often said about you Uh that you're a poker player by, by nature, and so you look at a lot of situations, whether it be business or sports, in terms of probability, yes, that is risk true. reward kind of things. 100%. Extremely analytical, which would lead someone to believe that you might be 
a gambling addict, but that's just how your brain operates yeah. in the sense of probability and risk reward and weighing those options out. Like if you don't listen to TMA and you only listen to Balloon Party, which is probably, I don't know, 75% of this audience, I would guess, uh-huh. um, you go, God, this guy talks about the Cardinals odds, which are now plus 650, by the way, and 16.3% to make the playoffs per fan graphs this morning. Cool. Um, 0.7%, by the way, chance to win the World Series. Fun facts for no one 0.7? 0.7% chance to win the World Series. The Reds are at 1.2%, even though they're on a 10-game winning streak and in first place. Wow. Gives you an idea of how much the National League Central's thought <laughs> yeah. of. But keep in mind, the Twins are two games under 500 and in first place. So anytime you want to mock the, the National League Central, remember, the American League Central is out there uh, as the real floor. Now, with that said... I like that kind of stuff, but I realize many people don't see things through that lens. They see things through emotion. Mm-hmm. So I can go on a deep dive on whatever topic that will get my synapses fired, and I'll go into whatever memories, firsthand anecdotes, whatever. So send them in, and, and I'll say hey, to Jackson, here's our winner. This person, courtesy of 101 ESPN, has gotten the four-pack of tickets to next Tuesday night's Budweiser bash for the Cardinals and Astros. It's uh, the Mark Witten bobblehead game, September 7th, 1993. Four home runs in Cincinnati. Uh, text in now, 314-399-9646 to win Budweiser bash tickets for Cardinals versus Astros. Anything goes. I think Anything that's a great goes. incentive. All right, good. Uh, all right, so we'll do that. I'll, 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 I'll sift through the texts at uh, the commercial break. But first, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Little Piddles half and half. Let's kick it off, Tim. Cardinals win again last evening, and uh, that's four in a row. It is. Well, the Cardinals are hot. They are currently playing a numbers game and a race against time as the Reds keep on winning. In your mind, what is the timetable for the Cardinals in order to, to decide whether they will be buyers or sellers come the August 1st deadline? Looking at the big picture, do you think the possibility of the Cardinals being sellers in 2023 could be best for the future of the franchise given the amount of quality prospects and the big fish around the league making championship contention more and more difficult? First question, my honest answer is I don't know. That's my honest answer. Um, I just view, I don't, I don't necessarily monitor i'm kind of enamored by the reds not necessarily looking at them like i used to scoreboard watch the mets when the cardinals and mets were doing battle in the 80s or the cardinals and astros when they were doing business going back really to 1996 but certainly in the early aughts um because the cardinals are still so far below 500 and in last place but with that said as i've said i, I like the value of the cardinals winning the central now so so timeline wise i don't really see it through that lens the seller question interests me because it depends on what you are. What is your reason for being a fan? Uh, because if you are able to, no, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm this is an individual talk, question. Got, got like, how? Why are you a fan of a team? Now, when it gets down to it, for most people, in particular, in the St. Louis area, it's because you're probably from here. Right. Probably the highest percentage of uh, people from here, in comparison to any other market. In Major League Baseball, I would say. I, I, I think I could throw that down. Of course, I can't prove it one way or the other, so it's a nice bet to make. I like it. But uh, I'd feel confident in that. And Or it's been passed down from grandfather or grandparent or mother or father to, to you. And then you pass it along to your children, your grandchildren. So that, that there's that. But I'm asking about what is your goal now that you are a fan? And is your goal 
just to get the sweat of competition in September, which the Cardinals have provided every year, minus 2007. But even 2007, going into September, they were kind of in the mix. Or is your goal world championship? And, 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 and really, we'll get different answers to that question. For me, I view it through the lens of world championship. Now, I'm not saying that that is right and that's what everybody else should. I'm just telling you that's where I am. And then you ask yourself, if you're in that camp, is this a world championship team? And I would imagine the vast majority of people would say, no, it's not. But as I said yesterday, at this point in the 2006 season, at this point in the 2011 season, and whatever the math would be on the Blues 2019 season, how many people would have said those teams are going to go on and win a championship. So I think in St. Louis, we kind of have a a weird spot that the teams that have won the three most recent championships didn't appear to be world championship teams at this particular point in the season, i.e. less than halfway through the season. So it's a different, different set of circumstances. But um, I just look at it from a starting pitching standpoint right. and think I'd just be shocked if this rotation can win the Cardinals a world championship. At the same time, who started game one of the 2006 World Series? Anthony Reyes. There you go. And Tony La Russa in 2011 was pulling starting pitchers in the second and third inning, minus Chris Carpenter, because the rotation, minus Chris Carpenter, was not really that effective. It was Jaime Garcia, Edwin Jackson, and Kyle Loesch. And Loesch had a great 2012, but you know by that time in 2011, he just wasn't really somebody that you could rely on. Uh, and, and hell, for that matter, the Rangers didn't necessarily have a, a great rotation um, themselves. So with that all said, you know, Jordan Walker is on a heater no matter what happens this year, assuming he continues some kind of a similar pace. This is incredibly exciting for the future, especially that he's regained the form that he had lost for a couple of weeks down in Memphis. And I just look at it that, yeah, realistically, they're probably going to need to make some substantial moves to shore up a rotation and I wouldn't mind seeing them if it is not a world championship team sell. But at this point, they're in a four-game winning streak, and it's early in the season, so there's no way in the world that that is that's what they're thinking. They got plenty of time to see what they're going to do between now and the end of July. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with anything you said there. I just think that the competition out there is so stiff in terms of top-heavy teams. Like we're talking about, like their chances to win the Central. And once you get past that, you still get there's the playoffs. Like, do you really believe that this team is championship quality right now? Even if they play their best, no, my answer is no. Yeah, even if, like at their be, best, because I just don't see a starting staff that would be able to deliver that. At the same time, this is a unique set of circumstances with the number of free agent starters this this off season, right. and you may be able to see some some pitchers be available that were not available. Uh, you know, this time last year. And so that could benefit the Cardinals should some of these teams, um, you know, potentially say, okay, we're going to bail on on the Cardinal or on their, on their season and the Cardinals could possibly do business with them. It's fair. Yeah. It's, it's, I just, I, I, the bullpen too, I just, it does nothing about the team. 
like as a whole strikes me as a championship contender. But again, we always go back to in 06, there was times where you would have never said that. And same with 2011. So, but again, outliers versus the norm. The Angels, uh, despite the fact that, you know, they are contending, they're not likely to chase down the Rangers who are having a hell of a year, uh, have said they are most likely not going to be dealing Shohei Otani. Just to give you an idea of, of some of the other people who will be out there, uh, Julio Urias is uh, is going to be a free agent. Max Scherzer is going to be a free agent. Aaron Nola is going to be a free agent. Um, Luis Severino is going to be a free agent. Blake Snell, free agent. Clayton Kershaw, free agent. Josh Hader, free agent. Uh, so some of the, the pitching uh, that it will be out there potentially if those teams are out of the uh, mix. Uh, with this uh, free agent class, including a couple of Cardinals in Flaherty and Jordan right. Montgomery also, yeah. FYI. Uh, so anyway, Jackson, uh, question two. Sure. Uh, let's get a little bit more micro here. Now Lars Newbar is healthy. What do you think the outfield rotation will look like? Tommy Edmond, while by trade as an infielder, is the best center fielder defensively we have seen for the Cardinals statistically. Who do you think will be the odd man out on a day-to-day basis? I mean, I would, I would put Edmund back at short, but I know DeYoung is hitting now. I just don't necessarily buy into the long term of that. He's also defensively been very solid. Yeah, and and because you want Newt Bar in there, you want Carlson in there, you want Walker in there. Yeah, because if you take Carlson out, what value does he bring to you? Because they can't be traded, really. So the the Cardinals have a unique spot, and maybe that's when you go, oh, this is where we make our move. Right. I if I am. Of course, depends on what takes place over the next five and a half weeks. But um, if I were looking at my top Cardinal target trade pieces, if they are selling, mm-hmm. I feel like Tyler O'Neill is as close to a lock as it can get. But again, what's his value going right. to be from a health standpoint? Jack Flaherty being live, and then the one that might sneak up on you is Tommy Edmond. Hundred percent, the guy of Swiss Those would Army be my, my three plays. Now, if they're really out of it, like really, really out of it. Then at that point, I think Jordan Montgomery is an obvious one yeah. uh, as a free agent. And I don't know what directions they would go, like what they would really part ways with Miles Michaelis and Paul Goldschmidt. Michaelis would surprise me just based on the extension they gave him in the offseason right before the season started. Goldie, it would be one of the more significant moves in the 21st century for the Cardinals. Oh, it would be the, the most significant sell. Yeah. Because there haven't been any other cells, so it's real. It's real easy. I mean, any cell, yeah, for real. They just they just haven't done it, right? They yeah. just really haven't done it in uh, in in Bill Dewitt's ownership tenure. All right, uh, we will uh, break here, uh, and we are giving away four Bud Bash tickets. If your text for a deep dive request is selected, I am going to sift through during the commercial break to see if uh, one piques my curiosity. Jackson, you go sifting as well. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Bud Bash tickets on the line. You are listening to Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis, Acura, and all Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. What, what Jackson? I mean, what a, I know you had to run to the little wizard's room during the break. Uh-huh. But I mean, I tip my cap to the audience. We, we have gotten do. some not only have we gotten a large volume of deep dive requests for these Bud Bash tickets, 
but some outstanding ones. We'll have to hear it. Now, here's here's the issue. The, the service that we use to, for the for the uh, 101 ESPN text inbox, brought to you by your comfort service, and also for TMA, is uh, Google Voice. And I don't know what's going on. Some of them I'm able to click on and see the whole message, and some of them I'm just able to see the beginning of it, and then when I click on it, it doesn't open up. Huh. Is that going on for you over on your, you have the no. uh, 101 ESPN desktop in front of you. Uh-uh, no. Now, in a normal set of circumstances, I would just go, okay... We'll we'll just I'll I'll go through them and then ideally just read them from your computer right. and pick from your computer. But because we're giving away Bud Bash tickets and there's an actual prize, I, I can't read them all, and that sucks. Yeah. And I don't know if this is just my laptop or if it's the whole thing. You got to scroll down because like the first thirty or so I can click on. But uh, are you are you experiencing that? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay, no, everything's working. Just fine with this me. one I think is good um, because it incorporates all kinds of things. Uh, it's me getting my ass ripped in public, which I'm sure a lot of you would like pleasure yourselves to. Uh, so I want to I want to give you that. But it happened 20 years ago. And huh. so this is the one I'm going to choose. It's good. There might have been better, but I couldn't open up. But I like it. And I, now I've lost it because we've again, I tip my cap to the audience. Really quality work here. Uh and, and I can't find, all I know for uh, you or Mike Ryder who, who finds it in there, the, the question was, Tim, how about a deep dive on when Steve Savard dressed you down live on the air? <laughs> Are you familiar with this story? Not at all. You could probably type it in a search engine and pull it up because Dan Caesar covered it like Watergate. <laughs> So here is the background on it, and and this is what I am going to pick for the winner because it's it's pretty good, and I don't know if I've ever told the story on the air. Um, this was the 2003 Rams opener in New York, Jersey, against the Giants at uh, what was Giant Stadium, uh, now MetLife. It's a new building, but at the time they played in Giant Stadium, and. Kurt Warner, I'm doing this from straight memory, and I wonder how close I will be. I I know the Rams lost. He fumbled, I'm going to say, five times. He threw 54 times. 54 times. Oh, jeez. Air raid. And, I mean, it, listen, and I think anybody who can recall this would agree that if this were 2022, he would have been pulled from the game. But this is 2003, and the thought process was he was dealing with a concussion. I think I think Mark Bolger may have taken over the week after that, if I'm not mistaken. Again, this is two decades ago here. It's September of 2003. I worked at KMOV. I was the weekend anchor. It was me, Doug Vaughn, and, and Steve Savard. Steve Savard was the sports director. Steve also was the play-by-play voice of the Rams. And for the record, to be crystal clear, because uh, I know people love uh, local media uh, drama for whatever reason, although that's probably oh, kind of over now because, yeah. you know, like if you're younger and into that. <laughs> Old know. souls, Tim. Yeah. So with that said, to be clear, I can't say enough good things about Steve Savard. Like he's just the greatest. He's a really good guy. Um, and we had a really good relationship on top of that. So, the Rams lose that game. I'm down by the area where he's walking off the field, you know, under the the stands into the Rams locker room at Giant Stadium. 
And he did look a little out of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't realize because we're watching the game in the press box, so we're not watching the broadcast. There's no Twitter at that time. I can't imagine what it would have been like if there was. And he fumbled all these times. The Rams lost the game. You know, debacle. Um, and as the day carried on, there was a lot of criticism of Rams head coach Mike Martz for leaving him in the game for health reasons and also for performance reasons. And so what we would do when we would go on the road and cover the Rams, which was standard at that time, I mean, I realize there's no NFL team, so that takes it out of the equation, but I doubt local stations would do that now just because local news is different uh, in, in 2023 versus 2003. And so we go over to WCBS, I would guess it was, on the uh, west side of Manhattan, and um, edit our stories, send them back to, to St. Louis, and then I would go live from the top of the building in, uh, in Manhattan with Steve, who had flown back to St. Louis to do Sports Sunday, which was our hour-long show on mm-hmm. Sunday nights on KMOV. And so I'm just doing my standard thing, obviously, flawless delivery, the inflection, incredible, full head of hair. I look like a, a, a young Denzel, honestly. Right, yeah. And... Uh, and then as I'm sending it back to St. Louis in the double boxes, Steve's up in St. Louis and I'm there in Manhattan. A little delay. Thank you. A little satellite delay. Mm-hmm. And I'm tagging the story and I said, and this was true, Fox Sports, which was at the time you would think as big as ESPN, but the website really looked like something I had coded in the <laughs> mid nineties in Columbia, Missouri. And the headline like Dewey defeats Truman and Truman in that kind of font was Martz the moron. Wow. It was like a it was like a real tweet t- before Twitter existed. Yeah, take Smith. And so I I tagged it, sending it back to Steve that and Steve, some are so critical of Mike Martz that FoxSports.com has uh, the headline right now on their website of Martz the moron. So a lot of criticism of Rams head coach, Mike Martz, uh, Tim McKernan reporting live from New York, Steve, back to you. There it is. And at that moment, I'm still up in the double box and he, I guess for lack of a better term, scolds me. <laughs> he does. Live? Live on the air. Wow. We're not gonna we're not gonna read that kind of stuff on this station. Some places might do that, but we're not gonna do that. And uh, you know, that's not what we do here. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I didn't really think that much of it. I just didn't. I don't right. know. But our photographer uh, and I guess for the sake of it, I won't name his name. I think he still might be working there. Great guy also. And he takes out his IFB, which is the earpiece thing. Uh-huh. And he goes, what in the hell was that? <laughs> he goes, that's wrong. I'm getting on the phone and I'm calling Steve. And I'm going, man, I, I mean, I was the guy receiving it. And I'm not really all that. I don't, I, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know why, but I just didn't really think anything of it. I didn't really care that much. Uh, and... Then Dan Sears of the Post-Dispatch, I think maybe that night, I mean, and it's 11.30, 11.45 New York time, uh, calls either way. I remember he called and asked about it. Um, but what, I guess what the angle that they were trying to get was, because Steve was the Rams' play-by-play voice, mm. that he was going on the offensive for the Rams and and Mike Martz, who was known after losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl for kind of losing it, 
and becoming a little insecure. And there was some real bizarro world politics going on on at Rams Park after that loss in the Super Bowl, you know, divided factions and so on and so forth. The angle was Steve was scolding me in order to stay in good graces with the Rams as the play-by-play guy. Ah, so you were kind of like the sacrificial and lamb I was in a way. But, but I didn't view it that way. I still don't view it. I mean, I was, I was, again, I'm the only one who lived it. And I really didn't care all that much. I had more people, though. I got, I guess, I guess you could text in 2003, maybe not. I don't know. I, T9, I remember, maybe, yeah. People were calling me like, you know, like, oh my God, I'm just like, wow, I didn't really think that much of it. I don't know why I didn't really think that much of it. All I know is I didn't think that much of it. I guess because I knew my relationship with Steve and it was a really good relationship. Right. Um, you know, I got married the next year and, and he was at the wedding, you know, that was 2004. I mean, he, you know, he's, and I also, he's just a good guy right. and I didn't view it like he was sacrifice, you know, being he, a sacrificial yeah, wife. He wasn't, yeah. I just didn't, I didn't think through that. And then the first day that I was back and then he walked into the sports office and he goes, looks like me and you were making a lot of news and we were <laughs> laughing about it. I go, yeah, I go, I didn't really think that much much of it and i and to this day i still don't but i guess if you were watching it you usually don't see a reporter get scolded by the anchor wherever it might be yeah it'd be very rare but i get what he was saying he wasn't necessarily chastising me so much as he didn't like the headline the headline and the name calling but i wasn't calling him that it was fox sports and this wasn't like you know bill's butt-ass blog i mean it was fox sports <laughs> right it wasn't like you were just like right. referencing yeah, my, a my twitter user got a blog and this is what he says steve yeah you know it was foxsports.com so i didn't really think anything of it but it was it was one of those things sometimes here's what i would tell you in doing this now for 25 and you say hall of fame years and i Always, appreciate yeah, that yeah. but i but i i i, I won't, i'm just going to quote you because if i say it myself it comes right. off the wrong no, way dress you down right there are times where people in the audience don't realize the chaos, in particular TMA, not necessarily, you know, balloon party in its 18 historical months. Hall of Fame months. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and we are able to compartmentalize that, yeah. even though we're dealing with, you know, some insane stuff. That I'm proud of, because that's not easy to do. This one was one where the outside was making a much bigger deal of something that the people right. on the inside were kind of, because again, Steve Standing is the play-by-play guy for the Rams. It didn't have anything to do with the nitwit crap I was saying <laughs> on the top of a building in Manhattan, you know. So I didn't. I wasn't like, man, this guy really is trying to keep his play-by-play job, and he's lighting my ass up. I didn't think anything of it. I just was like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm happy. I'm 25 years old, and I'm say. getting paid to be in New York City, and I'm probably going to really go fun. out to a strip bar, to be real honest with everybody. Sure. So that's, that, that's what, that was on my mind. Anna had a full head of hair still. Right. And like I said, you said I look like a young Denzel. Is that what you said? Yeah, like training day Denzel. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was. And I'm Ethan Hawke, of course. Absolutely. And you were also five. Yep. But we were going out together in New York that night. What, right, which was incredible. That, that's what Caesar should have covered. That, if anything, <laughs> if you really wanted to take me out. Yeah, for real. Uh, so there it is. Nice deep dive question. And it got you four tickets 
to the Bud Bash for the Cardinals and the Astros. I'll do more deep dives. I just can't give any more tickets. And also, I don't know if the Google Voice thing's working because it wasn't working in the last commercial break. We'll but there were out. there were a bunch of good ones in there. We'll find some more. Tip of the cap to the audience. I mean, major tip of the cap. There were some great ones in there. 314-399-9646. That is how you can text in Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, this is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson Burkett here on the program. And uh, somebody has won Bud Bash tickets. I see. Was that you or Mike Ryder who uh, DM'd the person or texted the person that they got the tickets? Uh, Ryder did. Thank you. Joe from Bridgeton. Is that who it was? Yeah, Joe from Bridgeton. Tip of the cap to Joe from Bridgeton. Nice. Well played. Absolutely. That's going back two decades. It's yeah. almost been 20 years since that magical moment. And I forgot, a bunch of people texted it, and Warner had a thumb issue then, too. Is so that why he doubled just a bunch of the? That's why he was holding the uh, or questions as to why he was still in the game when he got couldn't it, hold on to the football. But he still threw it 54 times. <laughs> yeah, jeez. God. And that was a good team. That was the 03 that 2003 team? team. That's the team that lost to the Panthers right. in the playoffs. Um, and I'm telling you, and you were probably too young to have any recollection of it, but that team was a team that locally, at the time, we thought was going to the Super Bowl. Mm. They mm. were that good. Gotcha. That was uh, when Jake Delhomme to Steve Smith, Jason Seahorn, Jockstrap, emblazoned. Poisoned. Panthers moving on. Yeah, was that uh, was that the first year of when they went to the Millennium Gold Pant? No, Millennium Gold Pant. Nice question. Well, you really are a uniform boy. I am. Uh, the first time the Millennium Gold Pant appeared in a regular season game is also a highlight that I am certain you have seen over and over and over again, and maybe one of the best non-Super Bowl or playoff oh. Rams moments. Do you know where I'm going with this? Was it Oz Akeem and Isaac Bruce having the conversation? On the I believe it was Oz Akeem and Torrey Holt, Torrey Holt running down the field together on Monday Night Football with the yeah. Rams as defending Super Bowl champions to open the season. And they were so far ahead of the Broncos secondary that they were holding a conversation yeah. as they ran down the field. So the Millennium Gold Pant started off quite well. Yeah, started out in glory and finished in just agony. God, those pants were terrible. That bothers you. Oh, God. I remember getting like a going to a sporting goods store and getting like the full Rams uniform for kids. And it came with the the gold pants, which were much more brown in person. Uh, and I remember never wanting to wear them because they were so ugly. They were so bad. <laughs> so I gotta tell bad. you, they didn't bother me as much as they bothered you. Oh God. What what in what mind would khaki pants on a football field ever dark khaki at that look good? 
Oh, my God. Back to back days of Jackson having real problems with uniforms of St. Louis teams, and really at this point, Los Angeles teams. This one, if I would have been able to open up all of the uh, the text, now that I'm scrolling through, this was sent to 1020. Uh, Tim, could you analyze yoga pants versus gym shorts over wearing sweatpants versus wearing a yellow diaper in the ocean? I could handle that if you want. You know, there's that one prob- the, Had Had I been able to open up the and the great Mike Ryder came in and said he has the same issue with the Google Voice thing every once in a while. Uh, had I seen that, it might have sent this, this, I was about to say gentleman, but I would candidly would guess... This 27-year-old young woman pursuing in her final year her MBA at Washington University, yep. she would have gone to see the Cardinals and Astros at uh, at Bush Stadium next week. That's our base. We actually play. Yeah, this according is, to the the research, it's streamed at the WashU Library, and uh, they just crank it up during 10 to 11. Another card gambling question, man. That was that get, get piqued my interest as I continue to scroll, but now it's still not opening up. Damn it, that makes me mad. I would have gone on. Now, who would that appeal to? Me and the guy who texted it in? That's all that matters. Essentially, that's it. Jackson, another question from today's half and half. For sure. Tim, I got you right now. You're going to complain about somebody's uniforms again. No, but if you if you, if anyone has a deep dive on some uniforms, I'll go about hip deep. 1990s teal. Yeah, the the Pistons really they oh, were so yeah. close because the unit the the logo is gorgeous. Like I sidetracked it. That didn't take much. Uh, Jordan Walker has gone through the pendulum of pro baseball this year with the highs of a 13 game hit streak to start his MLB career, then down to Memphis, and now back and raking once again. Do you fear a similar regression they faced in May coming, or do you think his stint down in Memphis has righted the ship, for lack of a better term? See, I don't think it was the stint that righted the ship. I really don't, because I don't know if the ship was that off. I think the fact that the Cardinals had a bunch of guys not really performing in the outfield and the team was losing is what led him to go down there. Mm-hmm. In other words, if the Cardinals were doing what you would have expected them to do the day that they sent him down... Um, I don't think he would have been sent down. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. It was a yeah. byproduct of their failure and them going, okay, we got to do something about it. So that's what I think it was. And let's see if we can find some solutions with the, I say, surplus of outfielders. It's just a bunch of guys who right. weren't really performing. Right. So with that said, I just, and maybe it's because I'm hopeful for, I don't even say the next Albert Pujols because that's that's probably hey, not, that's I'm not going to see that again in my yeah. lifetime. At least I'm not expecting it. But uh, the next great Cardinal, especially right. at 21, right? I I just I think he's an an incredibly talented, charismatic player who could be the face of the franchise for potentially like the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes us into the late 30s. <laughs> And so even though the team, I realize it's a four-game winning streak, but certainly the math is is going to be difficult for them to get back to what uh, the vision was, I think, for most people as far as being, you know, mid-80s to 88-win team going into the season uh, and avoiding a first-round loss. That's the thing that excites me the most is that he has regained his form. From, from, from say, two months ago when he was sent down and then really the first couple of weeks – when he was in Memphis and looking at the numbers and going, Oh my God, Oh, for four, two strikeouts. Oh, for three. What has happened to Jordan Walker? Is he hurt? Is it a shoulder? Cause a shoulder can be right. something that can be there forever. Um, or is he just mentally destroyed by this? And so the fact that he overcame that 
and also goes, yeah, I'm not going to really worry about hitting in the air. I hit the ball. I know what I do. So I'm going to do it. And then he came back up, and he's done it. That shows the raw talent that's only going to get better. So right. I'm I'm not concerned about that. And, and I will I will wear it if he winds up going into some monster slump, you know, over the next few weeks where you're going, oh, what happened to Jordan Walker? Uh, Nolan Gorman has really struggled as of late. Yeah. And... That isn't as surprising to me as if Jordan Walker would go through what Nolan Gorman is going through now. I think this. I think the floor for Jordan Walker is higher than Nolan Gorman's. It's not a shot at Nolan Gorman as much as it's a compliment to Jordan Walker. Ten forty-seven in St. Louis. This time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. We have the half and half, and I will see if there's another deep dive in there that I will tend to. Three one four three nine 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 six four six. Air Comfort Service tax line. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party. 101 ESPN. It's driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson. Jackson, the Cardinal lineup is out for today's afternoon baseball in our nation's capital. Uh, what do you have? <laughs> All right. Batting first and playing third, we'll have Brendan Donovan. Ah, no one are not. Is he DHing today? He is DHing today and hitting fourth. Okay. Uh, hitting second and playing first base, Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. Hitting third and playing left field, Lars Newtbar. Wow. Yeah, surprising. Uh, fourth, of course, no one are not in DHing. Uh, hitting fifth and playing catcher will be Wilson Contreras. Hitting sixth and playing second base, Nolan Gorman. Hitting seventh and playing right field will be Dylan Carlson. Hitting eighth and playing shortstop, Paul DeYoung. And then hitting ninth and playing center, Tommy Edmond. Miles no Jordan Michaels. Walker. No Jordan Walker. Miles Michaels on the bump. Huh. Well, I can tell you this uh, from my uh, daily fantasy sports weather guy. He is either expecting this one to be canceled. Ooh. Or uh, just be hideous weather conditions. Uh, I read from uh, him. He says, scattered showers all afternoon start to taper off a bit this evening. But even then, it's not fully dry. So either they postpone it early or they late start it for a few hours. Hope they get some clearing and even then might have to postpone it and or play in the rain. I think they postpone it probably early. If they do play, it's coolish with winds blowing in from right center at near 20 miles an hour. Oh, boy. Good pitching weather. Jackson, we need to go ship money on the under. Oh, boy. I bet the number is at 7.5, even though the Cardinals offense has been potent recently, so that might creep it up into the 8s, and then we hammer the under, and then a little Wednesday afternoon taste, Tim. Uh, the total is at 9. Oh, wow. Sounds like you're about to back up the Ladue <laughs> Trust Fund truck. Well, Miles Michaelis on the bump, too. That certainly helps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like under. we got inside word. It's like I'm Bud Fox and you're Gordon Gecko. And you love Anacott Steel. That's correct. Blue Horseshoe. Yeah. All right. So there it is. We are making people money on this show. We are giving people information. Yes. And we are making them money on this show. What can't we do? Two hours. Clock manage. Right. Your thoughts, 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, Jackson, um, but, uh, I felt like we were going to do something else, and then I just completely forgot about it. <laughs> That's kind of It was windy last night, too. I was there. Thanks, 660. Was that a humble brag? Like, that oh, they were at the game? Yeah, well, it was in Washington, D.C. But, but what would be a humble brag about that? 
It's like, oh, vacationing in our nation's capital in June. You know, like, take that. A humble brag would be like you when you go to St. Bart's for three weeks and over holiday, as you call it. Right, and then post something on my Instagram story saying my office for the day. That's and it's right. like me with a boat That's drink. That's a humble brag, not sitting and watching two last place teams in the cold wind. <laughs> D.C., downtown right. D.C. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Uh, we cannot bet in Missouri. Uh, well, I know a guy on the south side, so, you know, you navigate things. Uh, they aren't going to delay it with the Cardinals going to London right after. That, I would agree with that That's, assessment. Yeah, that yeah. is a nice play. I would agree with that assessment. Yeah, so they're just going to have to fight it, which means the under just smells so tasty. God, Because they, they really are, can't. Uh, you are tempting me. You are tempting me. I'm on an eight-game eight winning streak on pay. That's not true. Scotty Scheffler. Tim, what do you think about the doggies winning tonight? That's from the seven one four. Yeah, you get doggies. If the Cardinals play there, you can have you can have like seven hours of uh, yeah, a little of parlay, action. little parlay. Doggies W, Cardinals under. Taylor Twelman sounds worried about the doggies from our conversation yesterday. I mean, not having Leuven, like Klaus is one thing because he's such a great scorer and he's obviously incredible. But Leuven, what he does on both sides of the ball is really unbelievable. And so, not having him for four to six weeks is possibly more detrimental than not having Klaus. It'll be interesting to see against the poorly named Real Salt Lake. Wow, sounds like somebody's going after Real Salt Lake out of nowhere. Yeah. Send your heated emails in. Yeah, if you live in Utah right now, come at me. LOL, you guys make me giggle, and then heart emojis. That's from Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. What a gem. God, it's nice to have nice people. Uh, Tim, what percentage of your listeners do you think have a bookie? Thanks, that's from the 573. Well, I think huh. a good amount live in Illinois, so absolutely. So they can and they go and they work with FanDuel, right. which is what they should do. Absolutely. Um, God, I don't know. Over the course of one's lifetime, yeah, that's a good question. Sixty-six percent, two out of three. I was gonna say like forty-five percent. Uh, did anything happen to injure Walker? Uh, I see they pinch hit for him yesterday, and he's not in the lineup today. That is from the 636. Uh, Jackson, you have any uh, information on that? Didn't notice anything. I mean, he New had that. came in uh, and had two at-bats last night. Yeah. Walker just had the one hit that was kind of robust, took a weird path to it, and it got down. 21-year-old, he's going to get a few days off because uh, he won't play today. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to play today based on the forecast I'm seeing. Oh. Um, but if they the do, under. the Cardinals might be like, we do not want to come back here. Let's get this thing over with. Right. We already won the series. We got Michaelis on the mound. We want to keep him on schedule. Yep. I would gather the next time you see him is against the Astros, which means he'd pitch against the Astros and the Yankees next week. You'd like to keep him on schedule. Yeah, so good call. I would guess the Cardinals would like to play it, but the Nationals will be in control of it. I, and the Nationals know they're going nowhere. So they'd probably like so, to knock it out themselves. A delay would also probably throw a wrench into things, too, when you're going – you know, across the pond. What is this, on Golden Pond here? We just said that three minutes ago. Well, I, I canceling would really be a problem, but, like, even delaying it well, canceling hour. isn't a problem, because then you go, all right, boys, we can get over to London in time for tea. Huh. Now I'm confused. Postponing it. We already talked about the possibility of a delay being a problem because they got to fly to London. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you just said that as if we didn't say it four minutes earlier. I was asleep for the first four That's minutes of this segment. That's all I was looking for. That's all I was. I was, I was just looking for an acknowledgement. I was asleep. It's time for us to go. BK and Ferrari are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. I want to win You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.